Let's go. I know, I know. Where have I been? I know. We have so, so much to talk about. You're listening to the All Day Every Day Show with All Day AJ. My name is Alex Jacobs. Let's have a chat. Okay. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Where have I been? We got a lot to do today. We're talking state of the podcast. What the hell is next? And more importantly, where have I been? I posted an episode, the first episode, like January 6th or something like that. And now it's today is February 3rd. So where have I been? We're going to start there. I have Manny Ruffin with me again. And boy, do we have some great news for you. Hello, my friend. It's nice to see you again. How you doing? Good. What's good, my boy? Excited to be back on, man. There's a lot of juicy topics. There's a lot to talk about. I know we've been kind of in touch throughout what's been going on. So let me just go through where I've been. Maybe you can, I I know I told you kind of what was going on, but maybe there's some things that I left out. We're going to start where, where, with, you know, where I've been. So to start there, I did have COVID. That's kind of a big reason why I didn't, you know, post an episode. I didn't want to sound nasally. I didn't want to sound sick, whatever that may be. So for me, the big thing, I'm just going to talk about that for a second. You know, it affects everybody differently, and it is a crazy virus. I mean, it is something like I had. I remember when I got sick. I was sick for like four days, and then I progressively got better, and then it was like two weeks, and I was good. Um, I just had to beat my contagious symptoms. I had to get, you know, sit in quarantine for ten days, so I wasn't contagious anymore. Um, it's just a. It's a weird virus. It affects everybody differently. I had my whole family get it, and my brother was sick for like two days. And I was sick for four. It's just, it's weird. My parents were different, obviously, because they're older. It's just weird. You can't, and and the, the crazy thing about it is you can't do anything about it. You just have to let, you have to sit there and you just have to let it run its course. It's not something uh, to mess around with. I remember when I was, when I first got it, I was saying to myself, yeah, this is definitely not a regular cold. It, it's weird. It's something weird. I'm glad it's over. I'm going to be immune from it for a little while, but it was, it's just weird. And that's really where I've been these past, you know, two and a half weeks where there was no episode, almost a month now, there was no episode. Um, you know, it, it's just, that's that's what happened. And we're just going to be making up for some lost time, but it's go time now for us. It, it's time to do this. It's time to get under control and, and, and get this thing up and running, which it already should have been, you know, prior to, to COVID and all that kind of stuff. So that's just where I've been. Um, we're going to be talking state of the podcast and, and what's next before we get into what we're talking about today, Manny and I will be talking about Tony D'Angelo's situation with the New York Rangers. Again, oh. I'm not biased. I'm not biased. Oh. I'm wearing my NHL shirt today. Like, I am a New York Rangers fan. It just we got lucky oh. that it happened to my to, to my team. You know, this is a big situation in the NHL. That's why we're talking about that. We're going courtside Karen after that and LeBron James. And of course, Super Bowl 55 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, the the state of the podcast, what's next? This is some great big news that we're about to share with you. From moving on from this point, the show, Manny Ruffin will be joining the show with me, and the show will be called the All Day Every Day Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. That is the big news yes, from sir. there. This is something so crazy for me. And listen, I know that I said, I know that I said, I said what I said. I said I was going to be doing this by myself because, and here's why. I thought that this was going to be the only thing that I would be able to show to employers upon graduation when getting a job. So I wanted to make sure that I could do everything so they could see that I was doing everything. Now I was fortunate enough to get an internship where I'm doing two podcasts a week with them. And now I have this. So now to have Manny here, I can, I'm able to give him responsibilities that I don't want to have. You know, he can take control of those things. And also, I'm just very, I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. I'm very thankful that I have someone in my life to be a part of this with me that pushes me every single day to be better and and grow every single day. When I was doing this podcast at the beginning, he was the one person that I was contacting to talk to about all of these things. So it was almost inevitable at this point. And getting that information from him, his connections that he has it between athletes in this field, his knowledge in this field, and his ability to, to push me every day to be better is something that we have been talking about and forever. I mean, when you look at it, Manny, it's been since we've been this... playing sports together, talking sports together since we were second, third, fourth grade. So well, yay, sure, high. Little, yay high. So we, 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 
you know, drifted apart a little bit when college started, but then it was like nothing, you know, it was like nothing changed once this came back into the, into, into, into reality. Um, you know, it, it, again, I'm just so thankful that, that we're able to do this together and it's just the beginning. We're getting yeah, there. It's, it's truly, it's awesome, man, because we've been talking, we've been debating sports back and forth with your New York sports loving ass since about third grade, man. It's, it's really awesome. Um, I never thought I'd be doing a podcast with you, but if I were to do a podcast with anyone, I feel like this would make the most sense because we've been debating this since before, before, before we were hit puberty, before our pit hair started growing. So yeah, it right, really makes right. sense, man. It just, it worked. It worked out. And, and, you know, we have a lot in store. There's, again, the, the main thing I want to highlight is nothing else is changing, okay? What did I say in episode one? This is a guest-oriented show. We're going to be talking with industry professionals and athletes. That's the main thing of the show. That's not changing. That's not changing. There's just someone else that I, I'm going to be able to look at someone across the screen from me and not be just myself, okay? That's the main thing that's happening. And, and other than that, nothing else is changing. So let's also, go. Also, I want to keep him in check because he has outrageous takes. He has outrageous takes. Uh, okay, so, so that's just the update there. We're going to keep it moving and, 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 and put out as much content as we can. Um, you'll hear some little announcements as, as the weeks progress and as the episodes come. But this is just the beginning. So uh, let's go right to Tony D'Angelo now. Again, I just got lucky that, that this was a story that I'm a Rangers fan and this happened. So let's start. This was a big deal. This was a big deal in the NHL. It was a big deal for the Rangers. He was sent to the waivers on Monday. GM Jeff Gordon said that D'Angelo, Tony D'Angelo, has played his last game for the New York Rangers. He now was cleared from, from waivers on Monday, which means nobody wanted to pick him up. And he's now on the taxi squad. The taxi squad is new this season. Basically, it's to help teams, uh, you know, when they're affected by COVID and and players getting COVID, players are be are, are able to get sent to the taxi squad where teams get four to six players um, after they clear waivers. So the Rangers are using this a little bit differently because it's not because of COVID, but since he did clear waivers, they're sending him to the taxi squad. Um, so the, now this, we're going to start from the very beginning of what happened this season with Tony and kind of break it down to what happened on Saturday in the overtime loss against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So the first game of the season, Tony D'Angelo got a penalty. He slammed the penalty box door and he got a game misconduct and was kicked out. Okay. The next game after that, the second game and the third game of the season, he was benched by coach David Quinn. And he never was able to pick up after that. The disciplinary from him, he just could not pick up from there. He could not get better from there. And it only it only got worse from there. So from Larry Brooks of the New York Post, he said on Saturday that he got in an altercation, Tony D'Angelo got in an altercation with goaltender Alexander Georgiev, and they, they basically were in a fistfight after the game. Tony made some stupid remark after the goal was let in, after Crosby scored the overtime winner, and coming off the ice in the tunnel, walking to the locker room, there were some things said, and it it ultimately, ultimately it broke out from there. Listen, you can't be saying that as a player to your goaltender. Tony, and listen, for people that didn't, that didn't see this situation, Tony was at fault too. It was a miscommunication from Tony and Georgiev in that situation. So for him to blame it all on, on Georgiev and say whatever the hell he said, I don't know what he said. He said, maybe you suck. You know, this was your fault. We lost this game because of you. We're in a slump because of you. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You don't say that. And at the end of the day, maybe just say that the next day. Maybe go and exactly. say that like 24 hours in advance and we can have a discussion exactly. about that. But in the heat of the moment, we're going to sit there and say, oh, you suck. That was your fault. Because it was his fault too. Then... um, Rookie Keandre Miller, who shouldn't have been in this position to do that as a rookie, he shouldn't be seeing that. He shouldn't again. He should not be in this position to do so. Broke up the altercation. Now, it gets it gets worse from there because Tony has had some bad disciplinary issues off the ice, on the ice. I'm not going to go too far into this. There was there was some things when when Donald Trump was not reelected. He had been posting some things on his Twitter page. He was asked to take his his Twitter down. There were so many things. This one moment was just the stepping stone. It was we're done. That was that was our last mark. We were done from there. That was this what this moment was. All these things built up to this moment. You had one last try. You didn't progress from when you got benched earlier in the season, and ultimately you're done. 
It just it it's not a good recipe for the Rangers, and for a team at Madison Square Garden in the Mecca, you know you sh- you shouldn't be having this situation. Maybe you can go do this in Arizona with the Coyotes, or you can go do this, you know, with the Buffalo Sabres. But you can't do this in New York City. So there's no there's no place for this in the game. In, in, I mean, even dating back as far as last season in the play in the playing games, he was the worst player on the ice. You're right. You're right. So for you to have the audacity, mind you, when when a goalie messes up. It's a universal rule in hockey. It's a 24-hour rule. You don't say anything to the goal. He knows. He knows that's his job. So for you to play awful, be the worst player in the ice in the playing games, have the antics on social media going into the season, and you're on a, a bad $4.8 million cap hit contract, which I don't like personally, and then you go off the ice and say this to Gorgiev after the game. I mean, what is he supposed to do? I'd punch him in the mouth too. Right, right. Bro, you suck. Who are you to tell me? You, you should even be here, bro. And I, I, it's, it's a bad look. And you usually don't hear about bad guys in the NHL. This is one of the first times in my lifetime I've heard a story of some of this sort coming from the NHL. It's really surprising. Right, because um, this doesn't happen in the NHL. Maybe you can go hear those sideline comments, you know, Odo with the kicking net, right? But you're not going to see that in the NHL. So it's mm-hmm. it's, to- it's, uh, it's totally understandable. It, this does, There's no place for this in the NHL. Look, this is a shorter season. There's, there's no, this is, especially this season, there can't be nonsense like this. And the Rangers are struggling. Obviously, they won two of their last three. But before that, you know, they're they're fourth from, from last in the NHL, in the league, in the league. When, they're not, they're not a team to be in that position. So exactly. now it's, 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 you can't be having these types of issues right now in a, in a season that is so limited in what you can and can't do with the COVID protocols, no fans, shortened season, all those things come in, into into play. But for this to be a topic, like it's only a topic because this doesn't happen in hockey and we would be covering this if this was the Edmonton Oilers, if this was the Philadelphia Flyers, if this was the Tampa Bay Lightning. It just became a big story because this was not the first time that there was something that stemmed from Tony D'Angelo. They signed four months ago, they signed him to a two-year deal. And now they got to get rid of him. Now they got to get rid of him. And since nobody claimed him off waivers, he's on the taxi squad so he can get traded. And now, hopefully, the Rangers don't get screwed out of this because they have to trade him. Because that's what. Yeah. Because teams can fleece him now for Tony because he's 25 years old. He's a younger talent. Sure, will we see him in the NHL again? Probably. He's a younger guy, drafted in 2014, 19th overall. He's a good player. He's just got to fix the discipline. And we've talked about players that have been in New York before that have had trouble with discipline. Like I just said, Odell Beckham is one of those guys. So it's why is there disciplinary issues in New York? Thank God this doesn't happen with the New York Yankees because we damn know, we damn well know this wouldn't be tolerated there and it's not going to be tolerated on the Rangers and that's why he's done. Tony D'Angelo, I'm sorry, man. You got it. You, like, this is on you. This is not about you. The fact is, he's not getting released. He's not getting put on waivers for the sole reason that he sucks at hockey. He's getting put on there because he has all-nice issues with discipline, and he has off-ice issues with discipline. How the hell are you leaving, leaving the rink, leaving the ice after an overtime loss? And while you're walking to the locker room, you get in a fist fight with your goaltender that night. It wasn't even the backup of the night. It wasn't even the guy sitting on the bench. It was the one who let in the goal. It's a horrible look. And and for, for Tony D, I mean, I wish nothing but, but the best. I love me a comeback story. But um, it just it just looks bad, man. It looks bad. How can you we were like even the talking, guy after all this? Like, it's hard. We were talking before that they played the um, they played two games. And the, the one game Tony played, they lost 5 nothing. Yeah, the first, the, the first game of the they season. First game of the season against the Islanders. The next game, yep. and they won 5-0. So I'm really <laughs> interested to see what happens with the Rangers going forward. I think this is addition for addition by subtraction for them. Um, I think it could work out for Tony D. He's a he's a solid he's a solid defenseman in this league. He can he can add to your power play. Um, I can see him going to a a, a team that has a lot of veterans. Um, a team that can because he needs that help. Yeah, right. Exactly, a team that would be willing to bring in a project. Um, for, per se, but. It's not looking good for Tony D. If, right. if he had a little bit of less lesser contract, because that's four point eight million dollar cap, it for God, this this much of a problem. It's like, do I really want to do this in a shortened season when I have already enough distractions? 
And it's, I not think, a, it's not a good look for him. I think you bring up a great point that, you know, Tony, it's time for him to, to go and, and the Rangers are put in a better situation now because you look at it, like you said, first game of the season against the Islanders, lost 5 nothing. Benched him, second game of the season against the Islanders, won 5 nothing. Now he, he hasn't been playing. They won two of their last three. They got their first win of the season over the, over the Pittsburgh Penguins on Monday. Things are... You know, they're starting to churn the wheels. The train's starting to move a little bit. So it's almost like, it's a great point. It's almost like the bad blood is gone. Now it's time to progress a little bit better and, and become the team that they can be, get back on their feet and get back and get back moving to. You know, to get the, the Raiders need this too, man, because going, I think the COVID with the, the season was delayed in March. Yeah. I think they came back in what? I'm not sure what month they came back, but that when they came back, the Rangers were playing really good hockey. Right, and they um, were the supposed to be Carolina. They were supposed, they were supposed to, be to be Carolina. They were supposed to be Carolina. I was surprised they lost, and there was a lot of hype built up into the season with the Rangers, and this happened. It's like they brought it from here to here. And, right back and here. to the COVID thing, it's like, like I was saying earlier, you can't have this problem because there's no time. There's no time to have this issue. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's wake up and go. So Tony D'Angelo... To, to, to put it straight, to give you the facts one more time, there was multiple things leading up to this situation. First game of the season, he gets booted for slamming a penalty box. That's why he got booted, not even a boarding penalty. He slammed the penalty box. That's why he gets booted. He gets benched for the second and third games of the season, and then he couldn't really get better from there. His discipline off the ice, his discipline on the ice, couldn't get better. He couldn't progress from there. And then it ultimately led to an altercation after an overtime loss with the Pittsburgh Penguins with goaltender Alexander Georgiev. And then now he was released. And general manager Jeff Gordon said that Tony D'Angelo has played his last game with the New York Rangers. That's it on the Rangers. That's that's the problem with Tony D'Angelo. Again, it's not bias. It's just a story oh, that no. has been has become oh, no. big for the NHL. Um, it's just it's something that has happened and. Again, we will be covering this if this was if this was the Tampa Bay Lightning or it's a crazy story because this shouldn't happen in hockey and that's why it became a big a big news story. So now we're gonna head over to courtside Karen and LeBron James from Monday night in Atlanta. Keep in mind the game was in Atlanta, that's why this stemmed. Um, in Atlanta against the Atlanta Hawks, where the Lakers pulled off the 107-99 win. Man, I'm kinda gonna give the, you the floor on this one. I don't really un, like. I watched a lot of the things. I watched the recap with it multiple times with uh, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. I just I don't really know how this really stemmed. I saw some things where LeBron had maybe said "old steroid ass" to her husband. I don't know. Give me your thoughts on this, and we can kind of go from there. All right. So there's a little backstory that goes to this because um, courtside Karen. I'm not gonna say her full name on air. Um, <laughs> she was with her husband. And she was saying on her Instagram story that her husband is a huge LeBron hater. Now, if you follow sports over the years, she, they're Hawks fans. We know what LeBron have done to the Hawks over in history. A lot of sweeps, a lot of five game easy. I'm dropping 40 points every night in your head type deal with the Hawks. So her husband hates LeBron James. They're course I had a game. You know, the drinks are flowing. They were playing a close game with the Hawks too. I think it was the third quarter. The Hawks were, I think they were down by four. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's a little, there's a little heckling going back and forth. Um, a thing that a lot of people don't know about LeBron is LeBron gets involved in some trash talk. It's very subtle. It's very quiet. It's very quick, but he'll say something to you. He will say something to you. Um, and then I think he went back and forth with the husband and then, you know, you got courtside Karen. You're not going to talk to my husband like that. Who are you? Who are... And I'm, oh my. and then the back and forth ensues. LeBron actually said after the game that he likes it. I like it too. From an athlete, from, from coming from an athlete myself, when there's fans jabbering at you and they're in your ear during the game, it gets you, it gets you going. Like players kind of need that. And I think LeBron may have overreacted slightly, very slightly, because this probably was the first time in a while he has fans heckling him like this. Right, right. We actually saw we actually saw last week um when they played the Cavs, LeBron missed a shot at the end of the third quarter, had a little bit of a not a back and forth, but him and the assistant GM from the Cavs had a little stare down. Yep, LeBron yep, loves this. I though. saw, yeah, LeBron yeah, yeah. loves all this stuff. Um but I think he said that they shouldn't deserve to kick out the game. They got kicked out for the sole fact that the rest were saying they didn't have their mask on and they could have been in danger, yada, yada, yada. Right. Fine. Cool. Get them out of there. Um, one thing I have an issue with, though, is over the past couple of years, it seems like fans are treating athletes and especially the NBA uh, players like it's like a petting zoo. 
Like I'm supposed to just be able to say what I want, touch you, throw drinks at you, and then you no, go play, go play, shut up and dribble. And that's and it's and it's not like that. These are humans. We saw this with Russell Westbrook in Philly. We saw Russell Westbrook in Utah. Now we're seeing it again with LeBron. These guys are humans. And okay, they're supposed to be professional and do their job and, and keep going forward. But there's some things that you cannot say. Well, you, I mean, you can say, but it will warrant a response. And a lot of people, a lot of people think they go to these games and they're protected by security and they're in the stands and I can just say whatever I want. And that's just not the case. It's just not the case. And it's, it's, it's disappointing to see from a lot of people that they that they seem surprised that that athletes will respond like this, but there's humans like me and you. I mean, if I if I had someone heckling me when I'm doing a podcast, hey, I can't, you can't talk. Like, bro, shut up, man. Shut. I have 40. I have 40. Why are you talking to me? And I I, I just I it puts it puts the the players in perspective, but I what what makes me agitated about the whole situation is that we like it's 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 made very well known that the players can't really say things back or or those type. you remember when Isaiah Thomas and in the Sixers and I just wanted the frosty like there's things he's got to be able to say something back they have the right to say those things back the fans what like you like your point saying they're the fans are so protected they're not like you got to give these players like some credit I mean they have to hold their own LeBron getting a little bit mad with the Cavs GM or whatever, maybe, you know, overreacting ever so slightly. I don't want to necessarily say that because it's like Not even. you don't get put in that. Like you're putting him in that situation by saying that to him. You, you're you're trying to get an arousal out of him because at the end of the day, you're not going to be the one that gets put at fault. It's going to be LeBron James because, oh, it's LeBron James. Oh, he was on the floor. He should just be sitting there playing basketball. And at the end of the day, Yahoo Sports' Jason Owens wrote that Courtside Karen won't be banned after the Hawks investigate, investigated the incident because she did she did pull her mask down. And that was the big thing. She pulled her mask down to yell at LeBron, and that's a violation of the NBA's rules for fans attending games in person. So they they do it. They I think they did have a right to get kicked out. LeBron said in the post-game press, press conference, like you said, he liked it, but he also said they shouldn't get kicked out. Maybe that's LeBron taking the high road. Maybe he wanted to say some other right. things besides right. the point. I just you gotta give more credit where these players like deserve because they have to be the ones that have to sit there and take that. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, also, you said that that like always lights fire for players. You being an athlete as well, that lights fire for players when the fans say things to you. Well, we learned from from Monday night. Don't piss LeBron off because he had twelve points in the first three quarters. He had nine points in the fourth. He had in 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 thirty in like forty one minutes forty one minutes he had twelve points, in the last you know four minutes, he had nine and they won that's the game. A bad he carried man. because don't piss him off. That's that that's what it is at the end of the day. That's don't piss the Brown off. Man. It's a it's a it's a whack situation. These past couple of days have because that's unsports related, mm-hmm. and again with Tony unsports related, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it becomes yeah. a story. There's just I I just uh, I hope I hope people understand because I'm a big LeBron guy. Me too. Just let my man go. Just let him go. I I don't I don't remember I don't even recall one time where LeBron gets heckled and people start saying things at him and even players are talking trash and it ends well. I mean maybe the Warriors run when they beat him a couple of times everybody was trash started going back and forth. Cool. Okay. He still came back a year later and came back in 3-1 and, and beat Joe and had 40, 40 points in three straight games. So, ah, I'd be careful what you say to LeBron. I, maybe some of these other players, you can get under their skin and it'll work out, but not LeBron James, of course, I can. Pick your battles a little more wisely. Yeah, it's it's just I, – I just don't understand why this became a thing. I mean, I understand now we're seeing more and more fans are, are back and we're going to see these types of things. Look, LeBron said it himself. He wants fans back. Whether it's Lakers fans, whether it's any types of fans, he wants to play in front of people. And if you remember all the way back from COVID when they were talking about the bubble, he was himself, he was a big front runner for saying, I'm not playing in when I'm not playing in front of fans because I play for those fans. I want the fans to see, you know, they bought a ticket to come see the team play. A lot of people bought a ticket. He didn't say this because that would sound selfish, but I'm saying this. A lot of people also bought a ticket to go see LeBron James play as the name, as what he's done in, in the in the sport of basketball. A lot of people bought, so he 
he wanted to give them what they paid for, what they came to see. And from the bubble, he couldn't see that. They those those fans couldn't see that. So it became a whole big thing. So now that they're back, I think a lot of other players and even sports like the NHL, sports like the NFL, you think obviously there's going to be a good amount of fans, healthcare workers for the Super Bowl. But you think those fan, those 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 uh those players on the Chiefs and the Bucks, you think they they want to have seventy five hundred fans there? They want the whole damn thing sold out. They want to play in front of those people. It's the biggest game of the year. They want to play in front of those people. And LeBron's a big front runner for playing in front of people. It's just it's. I'm happy that we're seeing this fans thing, but courtside Karen creating this whole thing. And also the other thing for me is. Who the hell is the husband? Because the husband was like it said in 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 you know Twitter and all that. I was like, oh, Chris was his name, and he's a millionaire, and she's a gold digger or whatever. I've never heard of Chris if he's a millionaire. Like, what do you mean? So I I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of him. I don't. I've never even heard of her. So I'm like, when people are like like when I was watching the whole coverage on on uh, Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt, he's like, yeah, we know who you are, and I'm like. I have no idea. And I had the loop. They said that she's an influencer. I've never seen her before. Is that like where? I don't know. Is it Instagram? I have no idea. I think go to her Instagram. She has a nice little following. <laughs> nice I don't know. Follow. And I looked. I actually this morning I looked the husband up on Instagram, and he wasn't verified, and he had like ten thousand followers. So, are you that big of a like? And my thing is like, did LeBron know him or? Was he just looking at him and saw his build, saw that he was kind of older aged, and said, "Oh, old steroid ass." Like again, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't but... know because what the what what the um the wife was saying about how she has he has a history of hating LeBron and this guy obviously has some money. This wasn't his first courtside game in Atlanta, and that's so why they, she they might have a little her... history back and forth together. She said in her Instagram rant, she had an Instagram story rant where she explained everything. And she was like, look, I'm not leaving. I paid for these courtside tickets. Like, you know, whatever. You paid for them or yeah. they paid yeah. for them? And the thing ah. is, like, all the banter that was going on on Twitter, just random fans commenting on the whole thing. I saw a couple of tweets where it was like, you know, oh, he looks like this and he has to have this little petite girl, like, stick up for her, for, stick up for himself. Again, I'm not saying that I saw that on Twitter, but um, it's just, it's, I never heard of these two people at all. I didn't know this that this was a whole thing because I think it's also a whole thing because of the names, like who mm-hmm. they actually are. I've never, I mean, personally, I've never heard of any of them. I don't know, I don't know who the hell they are, either. what they do. I have no idea. So, but it is, again, this creates a story in itself because it's LeBron James. It's not exactly. because, you know, it was R.J. Barrett, for example. Exactly. Or it would have created a story if it was Zion Williamson. It's, it's, it's again... It's the names of these two people that were saying those things, and it's the name of LeBron James. So, I don't really. It's it's look. I don't. I don't care why these things are creating, like, they're getting leverage and they're getting, they're making news stories. I don't. These two things that we have just covered, Tony and Courtside Karen. There's no need for these two things to like. Obviously, look, we got in a fight. There was prior things. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Tony situation has to get covered. The Tony, the Tony situation has to get He's a little wild he's one. A little I was, rat. Ah, he's, yeah, a rat. he's a little rat. He's a little rat. I, I'm, I'm kind of more concerned of why courtside Karen's getting more traction than Tony D'Angelo, but that's another topic. Another that's day. another, you're right. No, I understand what you're saying. Um, I have to, there was another thing that it's just like, I can't get my head around this whole like courtside Karen thing because you know she wants that. Loves it. She wants oh that drama. Gosh, she, she was put on 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 Sports Center. Her at she had her face on there. She was one of I don't know like I don't know how many fans get to be in Atlanta for their games, but it it looked like there was very few. And mm-hmm. courtside, it looked like there was maybe three of them sitting courts. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. it was just the camera views that we that I saw on the videos of Sports Center with Scott and Bell. I have no idea, but it looked like. There was very few people there, so she's getting most of the attention because she's one of those few people that are there. So, exactly. and she's loving that. And most of you know when you say this whole Karen this Karen that, she's obviously put in that situation. Like she's all Karens want that attention. Like, right. And I, I don't, it. I don't know. Again, I don't know why. I don't know why you said this at the beginning when you were like, you know, I don't want to say her name. I don't. I haven't yet. I have no idea. I. I don't. I don't know. Hey, hey, look, 
shouldn't have been a thing. Um, LeBron, he, 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 it looks like he took the high road. He said all fans should be there, but I don't know. So that's just our little recap there on Courtside Karen. I don't know why that became a thing. I don't know why. It's just a funny thing to cover that was a little bit outside sports. We didn't really have to have to go too big into sports there, but these are two topics that don't necessarily involve the game as much, and it involves situations that are either during or or after the game. So let's head now to the big topic of this week on Sunday at 6.30, Super Bowl 55 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the big thing I want to talk about here is, obviously we're going to talk about the game itself, but let's start with this. If we're taking just sole rosters, and I saw things on ESPN, I saw tweets on this, if we're taking sole rosters, I think Tampa has a better roster. On paper, I think Tampa has a better roster. Sure, Travis Kelsey this, whatever. But I think Tampa has a better roster. Thoughts. I see your face. You're pissed. Thoughts. I'm just saying. On paper, Tampa looks like they have the better roster. I can see what you're saying a little bit. Like, they have some good names on both sides of the, both sides of the ball. Okay. On paper... Okay, they might be a little better, but let's not forget who the Kansas City Chiefs right. have now. Patty Mahomes, Edward Zilaire, Kelsey, the Cheetah, Miko Hardman, Sammy Watkins, if he plays. Right. Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones. Let's be careful now, Alex. Let's be careful now. There's a reason this team has lost five. I don't know how many exact games they lost in two seasons, but it's not more than five. Right. There's yeah, reason. 14 and two this season. So, you know. My thing with this whole thing is I'm not I'm not saying that I'm picking Tampa Bay because and I'm not saying I haven't made my decision yet. But but should be that hard. I bet look, I bet uh AFC Championship game, I bet when Bills were up 10 or 9 nothing in the first, I live betted them and the Bills, the Bills. The Bills, yeah, when they were up. And so now <laughs> Yo, you are. I can't believe you, bro. I can't. After what you saw last year in the in the Chiefs playoff run, all the comebacks they had, your inclination after you see the Bills go nine nothing in the first quarter is like, yeah, let me let me put my money on them. What is wrong with you? Look, I now know that I'm not gonna bet against Pat Mahomes again, so that's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm not think, I'm thinking that I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here. But listen, listen, defense wins championships, and we've seen. We've seen throughout these this postseason with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's the story about Tom Brady. He has a very good defense that gets him to, to his point of, 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 of no return and, and gets him his championship. Tom Brady, he has clutch his clutch offensive plays. He does some great things on offense when he has to. But the defense, the reason that they beat the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game was because of that defense. It's it's oh. that simple. The reason that they beat the Saints was because of that defense. Tom Brady had three interceptions against the Packers. Well, defense won him that game. So now I'm nervous that if this defense plays the way that it's been playing, they could potentially do some things to Patty Mahomes, slow down the offense. I'm not going to say stop the offense. I'm not going to say stop Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say slow down that offense to the point where Tom Brady can come out and produce a touchdown drive because that's what he does. And then the defense, he has a great defense behind him to do their thing. I don't right now the line is at minus three. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I have Listen, no I'm I'm nervous. From a matchup perspective, I feel like all everything falls into the Chiefs' favor. You got Tom Brady here. Well, first things first, one thing that I don't like actually that's not in the Chiefs' favor is that they have to stay in Kansas until one day one day before the game. That's horrible. Usually with the Super Bowl, you get to go there the week before, you, you have to the fly over. Day, yeah, you're right. You're all right. that. They have to fly over a day for the game, which is kind of sucks. But you gotta you gotta keep in mind. The Bucks' run defense was their big, big did their big thing all season. Not their pass D. Antoine Winfield's banged up. Jordan White has banged up. We know what the Chiefs do through the year. One thing that the Chiefs are, are going to miss this game is that we all know Eric Fisher tore his Achilles in the Asian Championship game. But Pat Mahomes over his career is outstanding under pressure. Since 2018, he had a 77.9 PFF grade, which is first. 58 big time throws under pressure, which is first. 
and 30 TDs under pressure, which is second. So if the, if any, the, the, I, in my opinion, the match has fallen in favor of the Chiefs, no matter how the cars fall. Um, and even historically, I mean, the Chiefs last year, they, they played from behind pretty much in, I think it was every game they played in the playoffs, they played from behind. One interesting stat that I had about Brady is he's never led a team to a touchdown in the first quarter of a Super Bowl. And I, I that that blew my mind. He In his nine games in the first quarter, he's scored a total of three points. Now, you better pray the Chiefs come out to a slow start because if you're not scoring touchdowns against the Chiefs, see it. It could be 17-3 in a heartbeat in the first quarter. Now you're going to the second quarter down 14. You're like, I don't know. What do we do now? So I, I, I don't think it's looking good for Brady in the bunch. But Brady as an underdog is scary. I don't like facing Brady as an underdog, but uh, I don't know. Like, it's, I, I just – I have to shine light on the fact that I I'm not and I I did I don't I don't want to pick Tampa Bay in this situation I'm picking them because of their defense but look they have Tampa Bay has some great threats for them we're we're gonna we're going to the side of the Chiefs but you look at you look at Tom Brady this this season uh, this postseason or this season in the red zone has no interceptions. And that's because he has his weapons there. He has Gronkowski that can go up and get it. We saw against the Packers, he was able to find Cameron Bray wide open. His big threat in the red zone is Mike Evans. He literally just has to toss it high in the air, and he's going to go up and get it. And we saw that as he was a first touchdown scorer. We saw in again in the Saints game where they were literally on the two yard line. He just threw it high in the air, made him go get it like a basketball player. We saw in that that first uh, that first sequence of downs that first possession for them against the Packers it was like a third and nine or something he threw it deep to Mike Evans he dove he got up dove for the like he has those weapons and it's just like Scotty Miller he's making Scotty Miller look like a, like a damn baller now I'm not, I don't want to give any credit to him because he's like oh I'm faster than Tyreek Hill I don't know about that I don't Good know you, Scotty Good yeah you. given that but don't let Patty Mahomes and Tyreek Hill run Wasp, okay? Exactly. Don't let that happen. If you want to talk about speed, um, but if if you if you're looking at matchup, if you're looking at at, at roster play style, sure, Ross, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and Travis Kelsey, you want Kelsey. You look on the receiving core. Do we want Hill, Watkins, Hardman? Do we like? Is that you know we saw uh, Robinson with COVID? That's probably not going to be a thing. We don't know if he's playing or not. Don't know. But then you look on, on Tampa Bay side, do you want Scotty? Do you want rookie Tyler Johnson who's been able to come out of his shell and make some great catches on high, high-intensity plays in high-intensity moments? And then you got Scotty Miller as well. And you have those two tight ends with, with, with Gronk and Brait. They have a dual threat with the tight ends, which is what Tom Brady likes, having that because they're now using Rob Gronkowski more of as a blocking tight end. Would you? And then you look at the running backs. Do you want playoff Lenny? Do you want Ronald Jones? Or do you go with the rookie? I Ronald Jones almost had a almost had a thousand yard rushing season. It was like nine hundred and seventy eight yards this season. Playoff Lenny coming out of his shell, which was needed for them. Look, I I don't. This is I think out of a pure standpoint of a football game in general, a Super Bowl in general, this might be one of the best matchups that that we've we've seen. And Absolutely. Sure, we're looking at that on paper right now. Can that produce into the into the uh, into the Super Bowl? Because right now, I don't want to see a twenty-eight to ten, you know how it was when it was when it was uh, NFC Championship game, Bucks mm-hmm. versus Packers. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. I want to see. I mean, you remember last last uh, Super Bowl last year? It was twenty to 10, 49ers. and mm-hmm. then the Chiefs came back twenty-one and answered, won the game. Mm-hmm. That could be great to see, but I don't want to see a, a blowout. I don't want to see a Look, I'm not trying to see if a Falcons 28 to 3 Brady comeback. I want to see it be tight. I want to see if if we see by a pure roster standpoint. And the other thing is that we talk about with with creating a pass rush for Pat, Patrick Mahomes, we say the same thing for Tom Brady as well. But it, because that's how you stop Tom Brady, you give him that rush, you get that interior lineman create that rush. But when you look at Patty Mahomes, you got to stop him as well. You look at this four-man rush that the Bucks are doing. It's a four-man rush. Because what's the one thing that you say for Patrick Mahomes? Don't blitz him. Don't blitz mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes. The Buccaneers have been able to create a four-man rush with leading from Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. And they've the two of them in that four-man rush have been able to get the job done. So can they can they force a couple sacks on Patrick Mahomes? It's not about stopping Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. It's about 
slowing him down because no one can stop him. It's about slowing him down. I think the, think the big thing that has to do with slowing um, down the Chiefs offense is, I mean, you got to use playoff money to your advantage. Hold that ball, run that clock. That's what the 49ers were doing great in the first half in the last Super Bowl. The Chiefs didn't have the ball that much. They're playing ball control football. I think the 49ers had like 150 yards rushing in the first half. That's the formula to beat the Chiefs because you're not going to stop them. Listen, you're not. You're, Andy Reid is 25 and six off a bye. Mahomes is seven, seven off a bye average, and like I think it's 35 points per game off a bye. You're not going to stop them. You're not going to stop them. You have to keep the ball out of his hands. I think the, I think the Bucs had the team to do it. I mean, obviously Tom Brady had the uh, had the most completions of or passes over 20 yards this year, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of that early on. It's going to be a lot of dink and dunk, a lot of ball control. Let's get Mike Evans on some curls, some comebacks. Let's see Goblin on, on some quick outs. Let me get let me find Gronk in the scene. Let me find Gronk on a curl somewhere. I think I think we're going to see not a low scoring game because I don't think it's I don't think it's possible to have that. But if the the Bucks' best chance to win that game is to keep this game around a 24-20. 28-23 type game because anything going into the 30s, 35, they're toast. They're absolutely toast. There's no way you can keep up with that team like that. Um, but there's there's some really interesting interesting storylines here because I think there's been there's been 13 Super Bowl rematches, some of like from the regular season, and the team that has won the regular season is six and seven in the playoffs. And obviously, you know, giving Tom Brady a second look at you is not the best thing in the world. Um, I think I think the Bucks are going to have some answers for him. It's going to be tough, though. It's going to really be tough because, I mean, the Bucs are playing the first ever the first ever game at home, but, but Patty Mahomes is 21-4 and four on the road, averaging 38.5 points. So you kind of want to catch him at home, believe it or not. Um, so let me ask you this before I give my pick. If, because I have to give my pick, I don't know if I necessarily want to right now, but I have to. Um, let me ask you this. If the Kansas City Chiefs win this game, if they win – back-to-back Super Bowl champions, can you put Andy Reid in the conversation of greatest coach of all time? Absolutely not. Could he pass Bill Belichick at some point if he keeps at, going this run? At some, at some maybe point, he, if yes. he Maybe if he gets back to, if he does AFC Championship next year, do you put him in, can, can he, really? Because I think that's a great argument. I think you really, and, and obviously people are going to attest this argument or people are going di- to disagree to this argument and the disagree, the disagreeers with this argument, if that's a damn word, those those people are going to say, well, it's because he has Patrick Mahomes. It's because he has this type of team. Belichick had Brady in that team. I don't, it's the same damn thing. So, and look, peop, I'm, I'm understanding that people are creating this argument on the sole purpose that the Patriots had a bad year, but you have to give a lot of credit here to to Bill Belichick. You're not giving him enough credit. He had Cam Newton, who sucked. So the the argument, I think, is really only servicing this year because the Patriots were bad, the Bucks were good, and Andy Reid is, cons- is is still becoming consistent. Where's the stat on, on Andy Reid? With your Eagles, with your Eagles, okay? With your Eagles, he was, he was what, was it 3-4-5 and five with the NFC Championships? And then this year makes it three in the AFC Championships. Only coach to do that. So you, listen, you, I think he listen. has to be. It has to create the argument, though. It has to create an argument about it. I'm a huge big red guy. I'm one of the biggest big red guys you'll probably ever meet. But there's a difference between getting to the big game five or six times and winning the big game six times. There's a huge difference. I mean, I love Andy. I love Andy, but he he's he's known for getting to the AFC chip. I mean, not AFC chip. NFC chip and losing. He's changed, he's changed a little bit in KC, but his rosters are a little bit better than they were in Philly. Well, Philly had some squads back in the day with Andy, but nothing touching what he has right now. Um, I think if he wins this one, is it a conversation? That's it what I'm be. trying to say. It, it has to create the conversation. It has to create the argument. It shouldn't, though. It absolutely shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. This would be what? His second ring? Two and six? Are you kidding me? It's like it's like it's like the Jordan and LeBron debate before Jordan really started. I mean, before LeBron really started winning championships, before he got number three and number four. You can't. I mean, you could make an argument, but like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Bill Belichick has six of them things. He's been at three in a row. He's won two in a row. He Andy has a lot of runway to catch Belichick, and Belichick's still going. He's not. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I think though, there's the argument that you could make is that now after the season. 
that Belichick need Brady more than Brady needed Belichick. See, and, and I that think, I hate that argument because, like I was why? saying, why? Because why? They're not giving him enough credit. He lost. He like everybody just left, dude. Everybody just left, and it's like okay, look. Also, half his team sat out. Half his team opted out. So people are just basing off the fact that, oh, he barely had a quarterback. Cam Newton sucked. Cam Newton's a backup, and he couldn't do anything with him. Oh, his his quarterback development isn't there because Cam couldn't develop under Belichick. Give him, let him develop a team. Let him go trash. Again, his team wow. opted where out. Was this for Doug, where was this for Doug Peterson? Let him develop. Wow. Wow. Look, okay. Look. How you doing? I'm listening. Let, like, let him go draft. Also, it's not like everybody. My The main point here that I have to make is I've said this is the third time that I'm saying it. Half his team opted out. They didn't want to play in COVID this season. And it's like as soon as Brady does these things with his team where he's on a team that has receivers. Look, I'm not trying to give any disrespect to Julian Edelman. But you have Chris Godwin. You have Mike Evans. You have Tyler Johnson out of his show. You have your boy Gronk back. You have Cameron Bray. You have playoff Lenny. You have Ronald Jones. You have running backs with you now. He has a, an offense with him now. You draft a great a, a great rookie offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs, who can jump out of uh, pools. I mean, you, you have those weapons now. He didn't have that there. I think in maybe in, in a if we see Tom Brady and this team continuing to be successful consistently and we see and we see Belichick having struggled to develop, not making good draft picks because he's drafted, I think, in since like oh two, it's been, you know, wide receivers his first round wide receiver picks is he has like one or one offensive one wide receiver in the first round, which was Nikhil Harry, and he has two or three Second round receiver picks, the rest are sixth and seventh round picks. You got to you got to develop a team. So I think, I think I hate that argument because I'm like, people aren't giving Belichick enough credit. And yeah, you want to say, oh, they're not giving Doug Peterson enough credit with Carson Wentz. I didn't see half his team get leave him for for COVID related reasons. There okay. Was, look, <laughs> woo! Look, Look, Are you sure? Because my team there was, was people that left. Up. There was people that left, and there was okay. no off- and, there, and there was Oof. no offensive lineman. Look, th- look, there's no offensive lineman. Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is a different story because he didn't have his players because they were banged up from injury. I'm talking for a coaching standpoint for Bill Belichick. How can he develop? How can he he, he develop anyone when no one's there? Listen, man, I had a discussion. And in this discussion, Belichick is Belichick is here. Reed is here. He yeah, has okay. a long way to go. The no, your your point. Starting. You brought the good point where you said two and six in rings and 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 going to the Super Bowl, going to the big game. And it ain't even two yet. It ain't even two yet. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It ain't even two yet. So no, I, I get it. And and the appearances for Belichick is a lot more, regardless oh. of win or lose. Come on, man. It's it's it's. A, I look. I just wanted because now people, if they win this game, people seriously might start to make that that, that conversation, and that may come up. And I, it, it's it is a good co- whatever. So let's go into our picks. Running out of time here. Let's go into our picks. Um, I think that I want to pick. Uh, and I'll do I'll do my game pick and then I'll do my bet. So my game pick is I'm gonna do I'm I'm gonna take the Chiefs because I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes again. Um, I did it when they were down nine nine nothing in an AFC Championship game, and they blew him out of the water after that. So I'm I I can't. Will the defense maybe come back and, and and slow him down? Sure thing, but can I do that again? No. So I'm gonna pick uh, the Kansas City Chiefs to win in this game. That's not my bet though. My bet will be Chiefs minus three because I think right now it's at like minus one seventeen. So I do want to uh, I do want to get the money there. The money line is is is. Uh, for the Bucks, if you're if you're a Bucks better, the money line's plus one forty three. So don't take plus three. Take the money line there. I'm going Chiefs minus three. That's my only bet there. Maybe I'll go sleazy and I'll I'll take an orange Gatorade color. I'm kidding. Uh, but maybe I'll go heads on the coin toss. I'm kidding. Uh, but that's my pick there. Kansas City Chiefs to win and um, and then on the betting side minus three Kansas City. A decent pick. I I just I don't like that full game number. Um... A lot, a lot of, I, I can see this coming out to the very final drive where it's like the Chiefs went by like one or two. Um, that that three is too big for me in a Brady Super Bowl to take that minus three. My pick here would be, I think the best pick is either, I, I'm taking personally the Chiefs first half. 
because of the stats Ooh, I was telling you earlier about Brady. That's smart. About the, about the Brady first quarter, he only scored, he scored a total of three points in his first quarters. Um, I think you take the Chiefs first quarter, you take the Chiefs first half, you let the full game ride. If you want to throw the Chiefs into a money line, a little parlay thing, well, uh, go ahead. Um, but I don't think I don't think the plays in the full game here. Um, also, I got a nice little. I would. I don't think you would call it a sleeper MVP pick, but I would take a hard look at Travis Kelsey at MVP. Um, I, I the, the the Bucks know they have to stop cheating. He already put too much up on him. You might not have Sammy Watkins. I mean, Miko Harmon's dangerous, but I, I think if, if if you're seeing a lot of touchdown score here, I think Travis Kelsey has three of them things because you know he like do that little shovel pass. They'll find him in the red zone. I can see Travis Kelsey having a buck thirty-three touchdowns. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say I could two see touchdowns, it. maybe a little right. sleeper MVP pick. If yeah, you okay. if you're looking for if you're looking to hit big on MVP, I take a hard look at Travis. I Kelsey. think maybe I do do an MVP pick. Oh, that's smart. I like that pick a lot. Oh man, it's something to no, think man. about. It's something to think about. But your winner, so that's that's your best there. What's your winner for it's, it's my winner? I got just the, I not got even the, betting your winner. I got the Chiefs winning a dog fight 26-24 game winning field goal. I mean, he goes to score too. I, I see I don't I don't know. Do I, I, I think I wanna I wanna go like twenty-seven to you know, like thirty-four maybe, but that's might be too much. Maybe Chiefs by a touchdown at the end, just by a late score. I think it's high scoring. I think we hit the thirties. Um, but we saw last year, we were going to say this about the Chiefs last year, they had, you know, 10 points and, and halfway through the third quarter, had to come back, had to score 21 and answer like we talked about. I don't know. But that's our winners there, the Chiefs there. And that's going to wrap it up for episode two. We hope you're ready for what we have in store for you next week. Very important. Next week, do not miss out. Ryan Rothstein from Sports Betting Radio in Ventnor City, New Jersey. His show, The Fix, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on the new time slot. He will be joining us for an exclusive chat about how he got to where he is now and some advice on what we are looking to do. Like I said in episode one with Greg Potter, this industry is so unforgiving. So to hear about the things that Ryan has done and maybe make a couple bets is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really awesome. Follow us on Twitter at ADEDpodcast and our Instagram at ADEDpod. There's going to be some different type of content thrown on both the Twitter and Instagram. So just be sure to follow both so you don't miss out on any new content. Check out the Facebook page as well, which is simply the name of the podcast. Thanks for listening and being with us today. You've been listening to the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs, but you can call me All Day AJ.